The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. Chrissy? Johnny? Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> oh. oh, there I am. There you go, John. Hi. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around the pit. Yeah, Doug. As always, I'm joined by the Barbecue Broker. What's up? What's up? What's Bob happening? Dude. Oh, how are you? Good. How you doing? Good. <sighs> Good. You know, excited for today? Oh, man. This is a long time coming. Part, technically a part two or Technically two. a part two. It's technically a part one, but it, it's I a was part one. Say. Indirectly part two. Part yeah. one, we couldn't get audio. Today, we're having video only on his part, uh, on his end, but we could see the guest today. Uh, yes. yes. And I am so we excited. We can see the guest. I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. And we have a lot to talk about. We do. So let's just roll into this. We're going to do a quick little. This guest is coming to us live from Egypt. From a pit room in Egypt. Yes. He's smoking like cobras and stuff. (laughs) We're going to find out. But before that, let me. Let me tell you a little something if pull, about... If he, pulls a, if he pulls a cobra out of a basket, I'm going to eat my hat right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll. All right, look. Have you ever wondered why your neighbor has a line of people waiting to get into his backyard every time he turns on his smoker, but yet nobody's coming to your house? The answer to that question is because your neighbor is using Uncle Steve's shake and you're not, which means only one thing. You better get you some right now. Uncle Steve's shake is handmade. It uses only the finest ingredients and comes in 10 amazing flavors, including the new competition line, the Pig Shake. The new renamed competition oh, line. Oh, yes. The renamed competition line, Pig Shake, Cow Shake, Bird Shake, and the new Dessert Shake. Oh, my God. That's so good. If you have any shake questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service. They'll walk you through all your shake needs. It's time to take your backyard game to the next level with Uncle Steve's Shake. Get some and shake some on everything. Today's show also brought, brought to you, to you by, by our friends at Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether we are barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling thanks to our mm-hmm. friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today we are smoking the Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary. Delicious. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. We get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Word. All right. I cooked a bunch of stuff this weekend. You cooked a bunch of stuff again this weekend. Check the pages for the pictures. Let's get down to it. Kyle wants to ha- has a question before we begin. Cut. <laughs> How much it cost to mummify Greg? That's a great goddamn question. I will pay Kyle, for that. shut it, Kyle. I'll do it for free. I'll get with you cup, after the get show. Give me a pallet of shaman. In today's show... Today, we are, like uh, we had said, we, our guest is coming to us live on location mm-hmm. in Egypt. Yes. That's right. You heard it correctly. Egypt. In Egypt. Where the pyramids and the whole thing. I, if I'm not mistaken, I saw on the news there's a smokestack coming out of the top of one of the pyramids right now. I heard this. I and heard it's this rolling well. smoke. 
and it's a beautiful thing. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, live from Egypt, Maro Shafari, better known as Chef Max. Of Texacana Barbecue. Texacana Barbecue. What's up, brother? What's going on? What's going on? What's up, dude? <laughs> All right. Hey, did the, did the uh, video come in yet on your end? No, but it's okay. I'm That's talking right. with a dead phone right All now. All right, dead phone. Well, we can see you, you handsome bastard. Look at that All wood. Right. Look right. at that wood pile right. behind you. What? So tell us first. First, for those who live under uh, the barbecue rock or, or just don't really know who you are, tell us who Chef Max is. Where you came from, what you're doing. Give us a little intro of who you are so people For can sure. get their bearings. So, 10 November 1983, a star was born in the sky. <laughs> the name was Max, somewhere in Italy. <laughs> and this guy, uh, Daniel, I start cooking. I end up in uh, Austin, Texas. And uh, I cook for probably the best barbecue in the world. Uh, and uh, and after that, I start people out of Instagram and start making some YouTube videos, some some Instagram content. Start calling me, hey, why don't you help me with the brisket? Why don't you come on my wedding, cook some uh, barbecue? Mm-hmm. I need to open a restaurant. You do this, you do that. Then I start Texicana LLC uh, Barbecue Consulting. I travel all over the world teaching barbecue, uh, opening restaurant. I start teaching barbecue. Then I move. I switch. From uh, teaching to uh, basically to open restaurant, this is one of them. Uh, this is Longhorn. The, I don't know. Give you a little tour. Right now we are closing time. Uh, it's pure, straightforward Texas barbecue. We're cooking with uh, two look at the pit room. Gallon, camelback, camelback smoker. There is this this kind of uh, it's kind of quite impressive structure. And we are here in New Cairo, Texas. I did in New York last year. I did in Michigan. I did in Italy. Uh, Joe's Barbecue. Uh, collaboration and stuff like that. So the line, as you can see, is like this is the side. Yep. That is the warmer uh, over there. The oh, wow. fries, the meat, stuff like that. We're making our in-house jerky. Uh, yeah, so uh, barbecue is something completely new over here. I embrace the, the concept because we did it right. You know, with offset smoker, we did the right wood. Yep, yep. So this is the outside. What they call over here, this is a mall. Wow. Look at the uh, setup, huh, John? Oh, my and God. Look at that right setup. Right now, I mean, I, mean, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of... And what they call is the mall. The mall is not like the way we think in America. The mall is, is a lot of outside space. So this is our restaurant, Longhorn. This is Lebanese cuisine. Uh, that is the sell cake. Uh, this, there is Fuego Sushi. So the same owner is the owner of um, Fuego Sushi and Longhorn Texas Barbecue. Wow. So they, okay. so, so. We're rolling between, you know, uh, like uh, busy time is a hundred brisket a day. It could be eighty uh, on wow. Monday. Basically, the weekend is at, uh, Thursday, Wednesday, and uh, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday is like their their weekend. Well, you're you know you know so, you're no stranger to cooking a hundred, a hundred and six, seven, eight briskets or at a night, are you? At the end, at the end of the day, it's like execution is different. But time wise, it takes it takes the same time to cook one brisket or a hundred. You know, it's just uh, just matter of numbers. 
So uh, what, what a lot of people yeah. don't know is that before you, uh, you, when you came to America, before you hit yeah. Texas, um, if my uh, memory serves me correctly, didn't you stop off in New York and you did some cooking in New York and then you got into barbecue yeah. there or something yeah. like that? So I started always from my mother's side. They were always restaurant owners. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to do two things, construction and, uh, and cooking. My, then, because I had some experience that I had zero English, an Italian, where it goes, when it goes to the States, in New York, it, it ends up in the kitchen. Yeah. So I started cooking over there. I moved there when I was like in my early 20s. Uh, then, because I'm a perfectionist, I want to learn this craft, this cooking, I went to the Alma. Mm-hmm. which is the best school in Italy, uh, cooking school. After the Alma, it's exactly where my path starts. I worked in a two Michelin star restaurant for like for a year in Italy. And then after that, I moved in New York. In New York as a chef, I, I will see myself. And you, you know you know that it's, no matter how much money you make, it's hard to, to, to get ahead. And I decided to change city. I, I don't like the cold either. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And I, I went to Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, just I was walking out. Back then, I was working at the Marriott Hotel as a chef de partie, chef de cuisine. Uh, and was just, just walking through Franklin Barbecue. I had my, my like, my brisket of Franklin Barbecue. I tried that meat. I never had such the, the, the texture, everything. I loved it. And I started applying for, uh, to everybody, you know, yeah. who want to hire me, you know, just for an exchange. You know, I don't want money. I just want to learn. Right. I end up a Carolyn barbecue after Carolyn barbecue. Then I end up, uh, you know, I did Cooper's, I did Laurel, I did Franklin barbecue and all these places. And so, and then many years passed by and I end up working at Franklin barbecue after that. So you worked at, uh, uh, you work at Terry Black's too, was it? Were you at Terry's? Terry's Black uh, never was a work. It was like, a, Mark is, uh, Mark is one of my best friends, Mark's Black. Uh, it was more like collaboration. And, okay. uh, and stuff like that. I never worked for an extensive period of time over there. You know, it was just like, hey, come and hang out or, you know, talking. We had a project in mind. So the project that we had in mind, I did the, in Sao Paulo, the Churrascada, this huge, huge uh, barbecue event. It's probably, of uh, my experience, the best uh, barbecue event, like meat-related event in the world. Uh, and he, want, he wants to open, um, he wanted to open back then like a, a more of a, a steakhouse kind of concept, and that's why we end up we, we end up becoming friends. No yeah, but that did, didn't happen because you know investors and stuff like that didn't happen. Yeah. But since then we became good friends. Tell us, I know a lot of us want to know what how how is it working at a place like Franklin's where I mean it's high volume, uh, it's it's you know the top tier of you know, barbecue places and what people expect a, a brisket should taste like. How is that pressure? Yeah. I, the first time I found out who you were, um, I think it was ha- uh, Harry Sue, I believe, was doing a video uh, of a sneak peek of Franklin's pit room. And you were the pit master, I believe, the head yeah, pit yeah. master at the time. And that's how I found out about you. How is it working in his – and you got a chance to work, in, I believe, in his new pit room, right? The new pit room? The old yeah, yeah, it was just that uh, was after it was right after it was rebuilt. Yes, right and you so know, I'm the, just gonna piggyback remember, on that, piggyback the, off that. John. I mean, I was already kind of or experienced pit master back then, but the moment that you work in a new pit room, uh, the whole world changed. You know, they have their own system and stuff. 
I truly, I think I, my experience, I think I truly learned how to manage a fire uh, because mm. there is an uninstallated firebox, uh, frankly, okay. you know, uh, running five feet at a time. That is straightforward, uh, hardcore barbecue. There is not any installation, any rotisserie, any electric device that helps you out. Right. So it's all, it's all, it's all in a shovel, basically. Uh, so I, I learned that and also system, you know, how to run high volume. There's this, there was this video around, oh, because uh, Aaron used this, Aaron used that. Aaron doesn't use nothing different than anybody else, but has a great system, and he was the number one who did it. When you start, we, an example, Long Horn Texas Barbecue, because we are the first, we're always going to have the advantage of the first. It's like, you know, uh, you, it's like you have a lot of daddy's money, but you have to make sure you don't blow those, your daddy's mm -hmm. money. Yeah. You know, you have to keep it up with, <clears throat> with the quality. Uh, and they have uh, the probably the toughest quality control I ever seen in a barbecue spot. They truly mm. do. Nobody, you're never gonna get yelled over there if you had a uh, if you if you, if you don't serve a brisket. So if you don't serve a brisket, you don't like it. You don't serve. It. As simple as that. You know. So I think that is the, is the is the true secret for Franklin. But now you know nowadays we were talking about we were talking about uh, like now um, maybe more than five years ago. Nowadays in Austin and especially also Houston. There is a lot of uh, there is a lot of barbecue spots. They're quite amazing, you know. Now the, the, the barbecue in Austin and the Houston area is like top notch, mm -hmm. all over, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can name you ten great places, which I'm gonna have a hard time saying which one is the best, you know. But People you do, like but you do have the best of this, best of that. But they're all they're all very. You good do have a favorite, place. though. You do have a favorite. You do have a favorite. I do. I do. Uh, listen, I and I think they're located in Arlington, if I'm mistaken. My favorite, <laughs> my, that is a place that goes beyond food. There's no barbecue. Yes, yes. It's it just, the, the, just to me. I, I truly, I, I truly love the place and the people. You know, you fell in love with the people. You fell in love with the place mm -hmm. that they for what it represents. You know, <laughs> uh, to me, it's it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's magic, you know, oh, and I, I go, I mean, I, I was over there in the States now for a week. Uh, first thing I, I wasn't making sure that I would go, uh, to, to snows and then check these people out. It's like family to me, you know? Right. Right. And they, they, they deserve all the success because I, I they, they truly, they truly represent what good barbecue is. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, yeah. that is one place I'm dying to go to yeah, when, when i come to the, texas but the real world in my opinion the real world of cooks and barbecue barbecue and i've been a chef and i've been a pit master and i choose pit master every time because it's <laughs> yeah i don't know there is some sort of competition this yep. and that but it is it truly is a big family mm -hmm. you know oh i agree when people call me you know i reply to so many messages every day now i slow down my youtube um, I, people don't contact me as much but i remember when i was doing video on youtube you know uh, I, I had time to, to do it, I truly spend like three hours a day just replying to messages. For what? Just because I want to, you know, that kind of, of legacy of good barbecue yep. people helping you out and stuff going on, you know. Because you, 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 you embrace that barbecue family thing and you embrace that exactly. whole, you embrace exactly. the whole pay it forward movement. I feel like there is this like yeah. kind of quiet, unspoken pay it forward movement in barbecue. You know, exactly, anytime, exactly. you know, people are... One of my are, best friends is like Clay from Snows. You don't hear too, too much talking about that guy, but he's truly what's, you know, he's another great guy, great, great dude, cooking seven days a week and producing good barbecue. 
and make a place successful. Besides those, you besides, you know, carry that, you know, the, 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 the business side of it yep, yep. and stuff. But always, you know, in you, on YouTube, I always say that. And I've been a little, I'm not a YouTuber by any means whatsoever. Well, your you channel, know. your channel's grown but, exponentially though over the past year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's good, and I've, I, I haven't been posting anything for the last three months. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the, 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 the people can discover the content, and then I had some video over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the difference is that running, a, running a restaurant, you know, uh, is is a different, completely different animal than running a, a, a YouTube channel. So, the truth in the matter of running a, success, a successful restaurant. It's uh, there's no there's no secret of this secret of that. You gotta work your ass off many many years, and then you'll be successful. Yeah. I have a secret uh, I'm gonna ask but, you about right now. You might not be able to tell us if you signed your life away, Franklin Barbecue. But before that, Alton Matthews, the Dog Father Barbecue, wants me to tell you that you still need to do a porchetta collab with him. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> and I w- don't forget I w- the Dog Father. I will promise you that. I will promise you that. I will never make a porchetta video without him. Okay. And also, um, Steve Brown from Uncle Steve Shake, one of our sponsors. Great guy. Great products. Uh, He he really – here's his question. Here is what we really want to know. How easy is it to pick up chicks with that accent? Well, not that easy, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh. amazing. Here's my question. I don't know if you can even tell us this, if you've signed some, uh, signed your life away at Franklin. I'm sure that you had to sign some lifelong waivers not to give away some secrets. But look, there's a little, this, this, this is like beef, beef tallow movement, actually, that's happening a lot uh, that I'm hearing yeah. more about than usual. And I think it's because Jeremy Yoder, right, of the Mad Scientist, I know a lot of you guys know who Jeremy yeah. Yoder is, Mad, Mad Scientist Barbecue, big YouTuber. You know, he just said, he's, yeah. he's like, I may or may have not cracked the secret to Franklin's brisket. And he says, he thinks, or potentially that Franklin may add beef tallow to the wrap. And I'm hearing things yeah. like that doesn't yeah. penetrate the, 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 not, the protein. Listen, or yeah. And, without, and I say that with all the respect, but this is just, just what I was saying before. The tallow thing and the secret and the little single guy thing. It's like how a guy became a millionaire because of this is always a lie. It's yeah. always a, a, not correct. You yeah, know, yeah. it's the wrong way to approach it. Yes. Number one. Okay. Number two, anybody who spends more than 20 minutes in a pit room in Texas, no, the tallow, it's everywhere. It's not in the, in the, it's upstairs, upstairs, downstairs, outside on the floor, on the, on your clothes. I sometimes have on my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Brushing your teeth tallow, with tallow. Tallow is largely used to moisturize. And uh, again, this is the power of YouTube. I made a video probably a year before this guy, nobody gave a shit, explaining what Tyler was doing, you know. I'm not going to say I don't use it. I'm not going to say Terry's Black use it because it's just not cool. You know, they right. do whatever they do. Yeah. Yeah, they, do the, they, they, they do their thing. But the fact is that, that to reduce all the success of, of a guy who worked his ass off for 10 years, who was a pioneer in this industry, yeah. to say, oh, this is using this, this protein shake. This is using this powder. This is yeah. using this rub. It's just not. It's just not a pit master way of looking at stuff. When I look at a successful place, I look in a garbage first. What's in the garbage? That's the secret. 
But once it, uh, Franklin Secret, <laughs> go look in a garbage. Go look YouTube. in a garbage. That is, that's good advice. I like it. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, Oh, that's good to know. Uh, it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of just the way it is. Kinda you can't believe everything you read or watch out there. So yeah. I figured I'd ask a guy like yourself, who's out there. You know, you know, you know a bunch of different barbecue places. Uh, you've been around the block a little bit. Just didn't know if you know personally, some of these things you see out there I, I might I be an actual exactly, thing. I explain you exactly how Talo works. Talo, it's, it's, for example, and now this is another thing. Did, did, did I ever wrap brisket with foil? No. But because here is not available, this is a brisket. This, uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I just uh, finished pulling out. Mm-hmm. So these are briskets wrapped in foil. Do I ever wrap it in foil? No. But because I, I know the, the, the math, the, you know, the science behind the, behind the brisket and how to cook it, I decided to wrap it in foil. And it changed everything. Do mm-hmm. I have always prime brisket? Most of the time I do. But what I don't have, I made, a, I think one of my greatest, the best video, more instructive, it was like brisket prime versus brisket choice. Mm. And over there, you're playing with collagen. Why are you pulling a brisket at 210 and it's super tender? Why are you pulling a, a steak at 140 and it, it's as hard as a rock? Right. Because of the, uh, the connective tissue, you know? Right, right. And that is the, the true, if you break that and you learn how to break that, that is the real secret how to cook with, with anything that's true at you any kind of brisket, how to do a good job, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you need to know the homework before you're saying, oh, I'm putting this and going to become better, you know? Yep, absolutely. That's, uh, uh, the, that's, the, that's the good way to look at it, mm-hmm. you know? It's not a cool way to look at it because if I want to do view, I got a stupid thing. I did a Moberg, Moberg smoker. I have like 64,000 views. Way more than any any other video that that kind that I made. Why? Because there was the word secrets in there, and people are curious, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's why when you're running a barbecue, a barbecue joint is different than running a barbecue channel, because if uh, a YouTube channel. Because if I do a brisket, you want to know a secret? They say I don't give a shit. Give me a pound of brisket, you know. That's it. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, it's just a different thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's it. So Max. A big question I got right now is obviously, you know, with your culinary experience, beef jerky. Nice. nice. There's the secret. That's the secret. That's the secret. That's the secret. They love beef jerky. They love beef jerky. Look in the trash. You see they beef jerky wrappers everywhere. I'm going to duct tape like 72 beef jerkies together and tell you it's a brisket next week. As long as it's tender, I'll, I'll eat say, it. here's the secret. I cracked Franklin's code. <laughs> So with your culinary, which by the way, we by the by the way, over here we're selling brisket fifty dollar a pound. Stop uh, it! Come on! I was just that, about you know, to get there. You know. All right, get there. So with your, you know, with your culinary experience through the years in your barbecue experience, all over the place. Yeah. How is how are you winding up in? Egypt of all places. Obviously, you know, is the barbecue just starting to pick up and grow in popularity? Is there? this the first one? The first you know, is, uh, is long is this the first yeah. barbecue shop the, in the, Egypt? Uh, again, popularity for a couple of reasons. Number one, we we get the meat straight from Great Greater Omaha from the states. Okay. Not a lot of people have this power of buying so much meat, one container at a time. 
and bring it over here because you work with Prime. Yep. Or it is not Prime, higher choice. Uh, the culturally, there is a lot, there's 50% Christian, 50% Muslim. Muslim people, because of religion, they don't eat raw stuff. They, they cannot eat blood. You yep. know, halal kind of thing. Right. And all this kind of stuff. So technically, the brisket is overcooked, so it's perfect for them. Mm. Uh, so when these people, they eat, because they cannot eat uh, raw meat, they usually eat tough meat, let's be honest. When they try this brisket, they blew their minds away. Mm. But again, to make this place, it costs it cost a lot of money. You know how this, this mocker, to bring this <coughs> mocker over here and the, the Egyptian custom, whatever hits the custom gets doubled. If you pay this mocker, for example, 10000 you pay twenty. You know, all this, uh, this interior of this restaurant, they're all from auction from Texas. There is no plastic, you know. Uh, Wait, so every, all, all those pits were they, made in Texas? They, 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 we, have, uh, we have three original Alkisham. There is a fully operating kitchen. Okay. You know, wow. so in order to make good barbecue, it requires all, all this stuff. We went shopping for wood. Uh, that was my a, next question. Uh, How do you exactly? This is, a, this is Acacia and Shield. It's a mix that I use that works pretty good. I'm sorry. Uh, Acacia and Shield. Uh, what is it again? We had the challenge Acacia. Acacia. That's a hardwood? Yeah. It's a hardwood? It's a hardwood, yeah. Found it's a, it's out very there. similar to mesquite, but with less smoking oak. Okay. It's, it's, it's hard. It doesn't burn easily. And again. Shiok, on the other hand, is lighter. The So the pits, again, you said were, were all. So how many gallons are you uh, of, of real estate are you working 2, with right 000. now? Two one thousand. Two one thousand. Yeah. Okay. Back, made, made in Arizona. Oh wow. By uh, the owner of uh, that. Well, the, the one who who did the blueprint was the owner of uh, Little Miss Barbecue, mm. uh, Scott, uh, from uh, from Arizona. Okay. Good smoker. So this smoker now they have Ali. I trained this guy. So this guy was the butcher. Okay. The butcher Ali, and now so this have a they have a door on the side. But look at this door, super extra insulated. Ooh. No matter what you throw in there, you know you got a side you got a side the, door the, on the there. Inlet, the inlet from here. And in my opinion, I was talking with Moberg with Sunny. I told him, uh, to me, on my on my experience, they have the best uh, insulated firebox ever. Super super insulated. This, is, this firebox is crazy. Uh, so that yeah, that they, firebox they, has not, a is interesting. That, that has yeah, a door yeah. door on the side there. They're not these days. They're not regenerated. They're new. Uh, this is the, our new uh, propane tanks. Okay, they're a little thinner than normal. Uh, yeah. Now we're checking temp. Maybe it's about time to pull. Two five. Yeah, maybe another ten minutes. You know what? Uh, ten minutes. But this guy, you see, this guy. He got the feeling now for the brisket. Uh-huh. He, you know, when he touched it, yep. we go by temperature just, you know, to have a rough idea. <laughs> but you got to have, which is the most important thing, you got to have the, the touch. When, yeah. the, when the flat breaks, I mean, the, the, the brisket is ready. Once you have that, yeah, you're m- most likely you're very cl- close to be a pit master. And when, so, so when you say the flat breaks, I mean, I know I know what that means and you know what that means. Is some folks out there might not understand what exactly that means uh, or, or where not, where you're see, looking for the flat to break I'll try, exactly. I'll try the best so to show you. So this is hot as hell. Uh, <laughs> so now, for example, so this is the brisket. This is the point. This is the flat. Okay. We do, we do this move. We, it's not as a as, as, as squeezy move. It's just like this. We basically do it and we lift it. This is still... 
it's still tough. Yeah. So I literally do one, two, three. And it seems like when, when we put the brisket, because we do very fast, it seems like we don't do nothing, but we feel it. And uh, so once you feel that that is soft, yep. at, that, at that stage, you let it cool down in this rack. We're going to put some uh, sheet tray over here. Let it cool down until a temperature of 160. After that, it goes in the outer sham in the front on a temperature of 65-ish degree, 60-65. It really depends. Every outer sham works different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over here, because it's very hot outside, the air condition is very, is very cold. So a little, a little hotter is fine. I explain this kind of uh, like a brisket from zero to hero. I explain all this stuff. Uh, I see in that video. So, uh, you, so you you take the yeah. brisket once it's done. You got the good feel and everything. We're talking first of all. We're talking about prime brisket. With prime, prime brisket, this to me it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we run like two fifty to sixty. Let the bark set nicely. The bark. I like rough bark, salt and pepper. That's it. Mm-hmm. I do like almost three. Of black pepper mesh 16 which by the way we grind ourselves okay i have the grinder mesh 16 because over here mesh 16 does not exist uh awesome. so we get the fresh pepper then we let it uh, brief it out with no leads over here and there are the dates because i need at least a week old pepper otherwise it's too spicy yeah uh, we separate the powder once we grind it we separate the powder from the pepper and this is my pepper that I use, right? Okay. Now, I do uh, salt and pepper, almost three of black pepper, mesh 16. If you let it sit one week, mm-hmm. if you grind yourself. Right. Uh, yeah, I use sea salt, not kosher salt. Oh, tell I use sea salt. Now, why is that? Sea salt. Why is that? Just curious. Huh? What do you like better about I the... I never like kosher salt. I never like kosher. It doesn't make sense to me on Brisbane. Mm. It's too flaky. Uh, I like I like the sea salt better. It's, it's more salt here. That's why I get away doing three of black pepper and one of uh, three to one. one of salt. If you do that with kosher salt, that brisket has no flavor. It's gonna taste like Agree. just like that. Okay. And by doing with sea salt, make more sense. It's uh, like twice as heavy and twice uh, as, as salty of kosher salt. Got it. Now, what you had just said was... Very, it's very rare people using just salt and pepper. People who use kosher salt, it's very rare they just use kosher salt and pepper. There's always going to be something in between because it, it, it just doesn't salt enough, the, the kosher salt. Interesting. Okay. Now, you said something just before it was very interesting that we all, you know, the quote-unquote, the rest period. Yes. You know... Yeah. You normally, nine times out of ten, someone's going to take the brisket from mm-hmm. the pit, once it's done, into a cooler. You know, fill or, the cooler or, with a thing. Yeah. You, well, what, you're, yeah. what you're saying is you're taking it from the pit to just a, you know, a sheet rack. In an alto. No, he's yeah. keeping it on the yeah. on the racks. Okay, letting it cool to one sixty. Oh. then it's going oh, into got it. Got it. Yes. So that still doesn't it, overcook. Because technically, probably. before the brisket is just chilling, it's not resting at all. It rests once it hits one sixty, it goes into the warmer. Then when the rest starts, and this is the number one issue uh, of things that I have to explain when I do a consulting. You know. Uh, the cooler thing is for usually backyard people do. The cooler thing is pretty good, uh, just because uh, 
but it doesn't give you um, like a, a specific answer to if the brisket is going to be ready, if the brisket has specific result. I'm going to put the brisket in a cooler. Maybe I'm going to check every couple of hours, every hour, and see what happens. When I'm running 100 brisket, I need to know where my brisket are at. You know? mm-hmm. So by let it cool in, cooling down to 160 and put it in a, in a, in a warmer, uh, uh, like 155, because I'm mixing now Fahrenheit and Celsius. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. When I put in a warmer at 150, 155, I know that my brisket doesn't go anywhere. It will stay like that in rest, okay? Because prime has enough marbling, it has the same connective tissue, but enough marbling, enough marbling to handle this very long rest. It's like a sponge. It loses juices and somehow it reabsorbs juices. If mm-hmm. I have, a, if I have a, like a selector choice, a lower marbling, I will never do that. It will not make sense because it does not have enough marbling to remoisturize by itself. That is the time that you can use Tantalo if you want to help him out, okay. you know. So in order, I use this, I use that seasoning rub. In order to do that, you got to, it has to make sense in the whole circle. You know, that's why people who give me the magic one and give me, oh, use this seasoning. You, I, there is a lot of great seasoning out there, mm. you know. Uh, but if you use a, a great, you know, uh, a, a, a great device, a great smoker, but then you miss, you know, and a great ingredient, but you miss anything out, you can watch as many YouTube videos as you want. You got to do your homework. That's, that's, yeah. uh, that's the best advice I can give to someone who wants to learn. And I'm learning every day. You know, Don't you think I made this all the whole menu over here? I didn't know, you know everything, you know, and especially in Egypt. You know, in Egypt, you have a million challenges. We've we got to grind the pepper ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the meat, it, 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 it changed you know, it, it a lot. You know, it, it, it is what it is. The wood. It's not the same. The ingredients is not the same. To make a potato salad here took me a week <laughs> because, you know, to, re- to replicate the, the flavor. With, no kidding. Yeah. The mayo is different. The sour cream is different. The, 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 uh, the deal is different. The blue cheese cause. I don't make a blue cheese cause over here. Now I had to shop like for 600 million blue cheese places and find the right blue cheese. You know, you're always going to have the, the challenge. There are not many people who do consulting because it, it does not change nothing by opening my own place. When I open, when I do consulting, it's like I open in my own place because you got to put that much love, you know, in it. Uh, Absolutely. And also having, you know, pit master and stuff from, uh, from, from other places, if you don't have the love for the place, you're not going to, you're not going to survive because you say, you know what, I'll go home and <laughs> it's, it's too much, you know. Right. I have a question for you. What what is the what is the longest you've held a brisket for, and what is the typical hold time for a lot of uh, barbecue places? Yeah. You know, because a lot of places the briskets will come out earlier, maybe around midnight, twelve to two range, and you let them rest. And how long? What's the typical hold time for a lot of usually restaurants? on the yeah, and then it's because it starts oxidizing. Technically, theoretically, seventeen hours you're fine. I don't like to do more than ten. Okay. Uh, but it's okay to do that. That's, that was people do any shower. That's what people do. Okay. So the key is when you're holding a brisket that long, you want to make sure that you pull it and not just stick it in a warmer. Uh, you know when it's yeah, super hot, it'll keep wanna, cooking. It's like you're you're putting the brisket in an ice bath. You're stopping the cooking process. Now Alice is pulling. Yep. While it's pulling, I'm pretty sure he's gonna pull it too early because you know it's been tired. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, 
if, if for service reason, I gotta go home, wife is calling, whatever, but the brisket is still tough at this stage, I make sure that I put the brisket maybe 10 degrees more in the warmer. Okay. So they will, with the, with the, I'll take advantage of the carryover. Okay. But I never like to carry over because the day after, I don't know if the brisket will be just right, will be overcooked or, or still a little bit tight. You know, right. that's why I'm not a big fan of, it's the same principle of throwing a brisket in a, in a cooler. You don't really know what's going on in there. Right. A couple briskets, maybe it's fine. The meat can move difference. Right, right. A few briskets, okay, maybe, you know, but when so, you're dealing with a lot of briskets. Yeah, so take, take, take it out, let it rest. Yes, yes. Till yes. 160, that's, that's then the that way put it in the cooler that, so to keep that temperature. That way it doesn't crash on you and over, overdo itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, this, is, this is, again, it's, uh, it's like, to, it's like to, to have a system. And then we, we do a bunch of the pot in here with the turkey, we do lamb chop, we do lamb like that. Remember, this is a no pork country, no pork, no alcohol. So mm. we don't do uh, we Rib. don't do pork. No ribs. No, but so I yet. figure I'm very proud of the lamb leg. It came out amazing. Lamb, yep. Uh, Love some and, lamb. Uh, basically, is a, is a lamb leg that it, it because we get the lamb guys. We got the lamb leg from uh, we got the lamb leg, the lamb leg from Australia, and I'll uh, I'll cook I'll, it cooks as long as the brisket. So I put the lamb leg. I'll no put kidding. a little bit of water in a water ah. pan. After a couple of hours, I get some color. And I start using sumac. Sumac is a, like a lemony pepper. Very, very good with, with lamb. I'll put it in a, in a pan with foil. And I basically, I steam it like in a crock pot. Okay. So you cook the lamb? Wow. And then we pull it. It come, it, come out, it come out like a pulled pork. And I inject it like I do with the pastrami. Because I do inject pastrami. I don't, I don't marinate. I make pastrami in two days. I have a video also about that. But I call it I call it one day pastrami just because it's a YouTube video. So it, I watched it. I see. Cool, I know. I know this. Really I won't cool. give it away. But I watched it. I won't give it away. I let people watch it. Uh, but uh, I'll do I'll do the same cure, and it's, it's mm. very good. It's been as it's been a big big seller. We finished with some chimichurri and mm. smack. Very very good dish. I like it. I gotta ask you about this lamb now. You said you cooked the lamb leg as long as the brisket. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Now, lamb's typically yeah. done at 140 ish or 145. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. was it tender? Would you cook it again like that? No, that, no, no. That, that, is, that is Well, technically it's over. Yeah, yeah. But the lamb, see, again, is like the same cut for the, for the lamb chop. Lamb mm-hmm. chop, I'll pull it at 135. But like the brisket and a ribeye. Mm. You don't pull the ribeye at the same time you put the, uh, you know, you, 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 you pull the brisket, you mm-hmm. let it go more over. For the lamb leg, I found out that if you want to have that consistency, uh, like it, it really t- it gets the, the pulled pork consistency oh. of uh, like shredded. So it's kind He's of the cooking si- it more to get the pork so for it. It's kind of the yeah, same idea of because pork, it, ah, you don't eat pork over it. It gets tough, 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 tough. So it's kind of the same it, principle it gets, of, of before, yeah, from medium rare. Yep. Then get stuff. So it's like a pork loin. It's like if, if you, you cook a pork the, loin. The, between... Sorry, go ahead. Exactly, but there is much more, more much, more, and there is so much. Oh, oh, I think we lost him there for a minute. Oh, Give it a sec, we're, everybody. That's okay. We're losing you a little bit. You there? He broke. He's breaking up. You're freezing a little, Max. 
It'll catch up in a It'll catch. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, there he is. We, sorry, we lost you for a second. But what he's saying is basically it's the same principle as like a pork loin. You cook a pork loin up to about, what, 145. If you cook it 150 to yeah. 190, it's like rubber. Yeah. You cook a past 190, now you can pull that lean piece of meat. But that's really interesting. So that's really cool that you can. I didn't know you could cook a lamb leg. I'll make a. Up there. I don't know. The, the owner over here doesn't like too much to make a video about what, what we were cooking. But like, I told the owner, but he kind of offered me to partner up where probably uh, because most likely for all 2021, I'll be here. We have another three opening wow. in Egypt. And uh, we have one uh, in July, another in October. And then he wants to open in, in London. Who's feeding? So his connection of who's feeds your go- there with London. Who feeds the goldfish when you're gone? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's curious. So, so Max, you said something very interesting so. with the, with the lamb instead of pork. How is that? I don't want to necessarily call it an obstacle, but of obviously from beliefs in you know not eat with the pork. You know, was that an issue with getting the menu together for the for the Longhorn? No, no, because I knew that uh, it wasn't a case. And I love, by the way, I love cooking pork ribs. It's my one of my favorite cuts. It's fast, it's cool. You can be creative about it. Uh, but then it just happened that uh, I was kind of—I don't want to say stressed out, but you know, I put my mind into it. And and I after you know the average normal barbecue beef ribs. We sell a crazy amount of beef ribs over here. It's amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, after beef ribs uh, and, and, you know, brisket and this main cut, I think lamb chop and, 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 and pool lamb are the best ones. So the, the lamb chop I'll do with thyme. <laughs> the spice over here are crazy, super tasty. Uh, thyme, rosemary, uh, oregano, a little, a little bit of garlic and some uh, brisket seasoning. And I do the lamb chop seasoning. It's like green. It looks like almost pistachio mm. kind of crossed. Uh, it's very good. Uh, and the, the lamb leg is also very good because the chimichurri gives the, you know, kind of the acidity, uh, the garlic, peppery, and uh, the brine of the pastrami brine in the lamb leg oh. lose the gimmickness of the of the lamb leg and, and add a little bit of spiciness into it. Uh, so I think they're, they're two very, very, very good dish. That sounds amazing. Now, I know you can't see us right now because of the, uh, the, the, the video is messed up, but John is actually drooling on his shirt right now from that description. Are you okay, John? Uh, I'm going to get back up to 370 tonight. Are you going ma- to gonna make it through the rest of the show, John? I don't know. I'm listening to Max. I'm so hungry right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the 370 mark again, I think, tonight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I must say, I'm very proud to hear that he gets land where you should get your land from, which is my home country of Australia. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Chrissy. Yeah. Max, Max, Chrissy. Mint <laughs> also that, goes that very good with lamb. Cheaper. They're too expensive. <laughs> Max, thanks, dude, for taking the time. Thank you, my from friend. Egypt. No this is, this has been this has been a long time coming. We ran, ran into the first issue with the audio, I and I know, you know, which was disappointing. But you know, but yeah, Max, thank you so Seriously. much because it's it's what it's about midnight. Could be close to midnight over there. Yeah, I'm, uh, 12:30. Yeah, hey, 12:30 midnight is, is like 12 noon to a. A pit master. Oh, believe me. I okay. knew that one I, Friday. I, I, just, I just started. It just started. I, mean, I, I knew that. He took a nap. It's funny. It's, funny. it's, like my shield, it's, my, it's my shield day because I was, uh, uh, I came back from Italy today. You know, so everybody say, hey, hello, how you doing? And so so I, they, they all get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> but Max, thank you so much for taking the time. My brother. 
Doors always Thank open. You, Whenever you got something going on, give us a shout. And you know what? We'll send up. Maybe watch the show later since you missed it today. <laughs> since you missed us today. <laughs> watch it. Catch it. Catch up later on. But you dude. know, in the in the next time you're in the in the in the New England area, you you, you know who to call, and uh, we'll, we'll hook it up. For sure. You know, okay. you got to come check out the back line, the 500 that Ryan made me right. <laughs> You know you got to come well, so, oh, yeah, cook I, I, on that one. Actually, by the way, he gave me like uh, – because now we're making the pit uh, in, in Egypt. Yeah. So we're, 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 building, uh, we're building a pit it's just because the custom, it takes so much time. Yeah. Uh, we have three opening going on. And I get uh, like uh, – he, he gave me 16 temperature gauge from his old company's rifle – uh, backline s- rifle kind of thing. Yeah. You give me 16. I saw uh, one of those days. on a Moberg today in one of your stories. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. had a backline gauge on a Moberg. <laughs> I, I went to Sunny. I got another five. That's uh, hilarious. I love it. But awesome, yeah. Max. Good stuff, Max. Thank you so much, brother. Like you said, good luck with the other openings. And, uh, you know, we love you, brother. So, you know. Great Keep stuff. going over there. So much, Appreciate so it. Max, hold on one second while we do the outro. We'll come right back to you. Give us one minute. Yeah, for sure. All right. Awesome. Awesome, Awesome, dude. awesome, awesome. Long time coming. Glad we had him on the show. Been following that guy for, for a couple of years now. and Great YouTube. He grew that YouTube channel super fast. Yep. And he gave me shit twice. I love. I just love how he says shit. I think it's the Italian accent. Well, you know, we didn't, we didn't. Wait. Get Max back in here real fast. All right. He's back. Max, yeah. you, you got to say your exit. Come on. You say it at the end of every video. Give it to us now. Go. Wow. <laughs> say it, Max. Yo, you there? I yeah. can't see you. I, uh... yeah. Can you hear us? Yep. He can hear us. Max, yeah, can you hear yeah, us? Yeah. Yeah, Max, give yeah. us, give us, give us the outro. You say it at the end of all your videos. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right, Max. All right, guys. Second. Go ahead, Johnny. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You'll have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. On social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, find us at Pit Life BBQ and also. Hey, check me out, the Barbecue Broker on Instagram. Also on Facebook, Barbecue Broker Catering LLC, and our fantastic group, the New England Pitmasters. You can like find that. all of the links to all of these things at in the, the description of the show. below. Yes. Thanks right. to Chrissy. Thanks to Chrissy. And don't forget, hit up Johnny Mag's Barbecue on YouTube. Questions or comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. Oh, yeah. Awesome. awesome. And next week, guess who we have coming next week? Back we, to the show. We got my, we got our sisters coming back on. Sisters, our barbecue sisters, Maddie and Kiki, will be back in the studio next week. For sure. Super and excited. until next week. Keep Keep the the smoke smoke rolling. rolling. and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates. 